0: This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. Thanks, Skillshare, so cool of you to do that. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Witness your own transformation as you turn small steps into giant leaps. Skillshare makes it so. There are a lot of fascinating classes on Skillshare on topics including illustration, design, and animation. And now that we're fully in the throes of our pumpkin spice overlords, I recommend pumpkins, mushrooms, and acorns, oh my, in Procreate 5X, taught by Jennifer Nichols. In this class, you'll learn how to make a beautiful fall illustration with all of the favorite fall items from nature, such as, you guessed it, pumpkins, mushrooms, and acorns, amongst others. You'll also get free brushes and palettes as well as reference photos. A perfect class for those of you who love to get into the fall spirit and let your creative flag fly. So just head to Skillshare.com slash where our listeners get a free one-month trial of Skillshare Premium. That's right, a free month of Skillshare Premium at Skillshare.com slash There's nothing better than getting better. Accomplishing growth is extremely satisfying, and online classes from Skillshare make it possible. Alright everybody, welcome to the Musical Splitting Podcast. I am your host and no reply guy, Kavita Harian,
1: And I am surrounded by Snoop Dogg merchandise, Lindsay Ellis.
0: (laughs) And today, we are joined by somebody who has emerged from the shadows. It's a certain guy named Todd. Hi. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Todd, if you don't know, is a uh, music reviewer, one of the like five... On YouTube there are dozens of us yeah <laughs> I guess there are more now because they've gotten a lot sneakier about like uh copyright uh, yeah getting around content ID since we're dealing with a musical that does kind of uh relate to pop music uh Kave doesn't know what we're doing I yet. We're, we're in the hey, but yeah, hey,
2: you know what this makes it it makes it a yeah. Todd cast <laughs> <Yo.
1: laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm fired I yeah. I was yes. told many times I should have called my own podcast the Toddcast. We've both been on your podcast as separate guests, which is pretty cool. And yet I, a guy who likes music, have not That's been it. on your music podcast, even though we've been like friends for like six bajillion years. Yeah, thing. actually
1: no. We do we met in two thousand and eleven? Yeah. Alright, we've known each other for 10 years, god damn
2: Wow I
1: even met you
0: in 2012, although it was very brief that one night Oh yeah, I guess New York, We hung out, but you didn't remember
1: me when we hung out
2: No, I I, I still think you're lying (laughs) (laughs) I have (laughs) photographic evidence of it somewhere
1: (laughs) So shout, yeah, we'll get the show on the road Pull up the, what the surprise is (laughs) We're
2: doing Xanadu
1: Yeah, doing Xanadu again (laughs)
0: Xanadu again, okay Oh, fucking Mamma Mia,
1: alright Yeah Okay, All right. All yeah, right. so I think you know, like I'm, I'm in in the interest of uh, getting more downloads and upping engagement, I'm just throwing away the uh, um, <laughs> the rule I had in place. So "Mamma Mia" obviously was a, a huge stage hit. Um, we I guess we could we did have the option to see it live because there's like a community theater version going down up in Thousand Oaks.
2: I didn't know about this. From what I understand, all versions of "Mamma Mia" are a community theater version. Like, including
1: the movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> like, I've, I've seen, like, the reviews of, like, the original stage play from, like, 1999. Like, it's, that's an old play by now. Mm-hmm. And there were, like, positive reviews. But they were like, it's like seeing a community theater review in, like, the oh, best, man. most fun kind of way.
0: Can you guys explain to me what the fuck this, like, Abba Tron thing is I keep seeing on the internet where they're all dressed like Tron characters for the new record? For Abba, have you guys seen these pictures?
2: Yes, no. I have seen. Are they like holograms or something like that? I don't yeah, understand what it is. Yeah, they're doing, a, I think they're doing a hologram tour. Like they're going. Like Tupac? Oh. Like one of those? Oh. Like what?
1: <laughs> Aren't they still alive? Like Tupac. Yeah, like
2: yeah, Tupac like tup- hologram. Yeah, it, like Tupac. Yeah. It, so you don't ever have to look at them in their actual bodies. You can live with your memories. <laughs>
1: You can live with your memories of their hot Swedish 20 year old selves yes. and not the sagging boomers that they are.
2: <laughs> I
0: really hope uh, Andy Circus shows up at one of those concerts, I'm being motion captured as well.
1: <laughs> right, is that how it works? Are they mocapped?
0: That's what it looks like.
2: I don't the- know how these things work. I've never been to a hologram tour because that's stupid, especially saying <laughs> they're all alive. They're all alive. And like, yeah. apparently like the new album, I haven't listened to it. But everyone says that it could have been released in 1977. It I think sounds that's, that exactly sounds like a good this thing, right?
1: Mind blown I, that there's they I did not know they just released a new album. Well, good for them. Good yeah, for, it's her. Been, for they, her. They,
2: they haven't put out anything since they broke up in like 1981 or something like that. And suddenly and I, you know, I figured there was just like nothing but bad blood between them because they had like a very ugly like Fleetwood Mac style breakup, except that the band actually ended. But they're back.
1: <laughs> so so Todd comes as the rare ABBA um, hater. Really? Uh, <laughs> this used and, to be
2: uh, a very common opinion. You could say <laughs> ABBA sucks. Everyone nod and say yes. ABBA yeah. is bad, like Vanilla Ice, like Nickelback. <laughs> yes. They were a very unpopular band. And now... Uh, at some point in like the mid-90s everyone changed actually we love ABBA and I'm here alone on ABBA hater island
1: (laughs) yeah maybe this was (laughs) ABBA's good Uh, yeah which I thought was interesting considering we're both coming off positive feelings about Xanadu and generally thinking that the disco sucks movement was unfair
0: I think we're both like super closeted disco fans it sounds like I mean not really even closeted I think we're both just closeted I
1: mean I don't have like any ABBA playlists but I do have some ABBA songs that I like I like songs with only two Chords and yeah. five notes. Catchiest <laughs> shit ever. Yeah,
2: I like I like Dancing Queen. I like Waterloo. Yeah. Well, that one has Heck at yeah. least three
1: chords. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the uh, all the rest of it, I I don't. I've never understood the appeal of ABBA. There's, I just find them really fussy and inert. I I don't think the the two girls are very good singers. I don't get it. And I like disco.
1: Maybe it was because like. Uh, some of us were raised on Ace of Base, which is just ABBA for the 90s. Fuck yeah. And that was like, (laughs) I think one of the very first CDs I ever owned was uh, Ace of Base's The Sign. And it was definitely the first song I ever sang at a talent show, because we're not talking about that time I sang Criss Cross's Jump Jump in front of the (laughs) entire school.
2: (laughs) I don't know what those guys are up to.
1: (laughs) Pretty sure that happened. I'm pretty sure I didn't dream that.
2: As I recall, like right around the time Ace of Base hit that's when Ab the, th- the whole Abba thing started to turn around for them because they were pretty yeah, uncool for a, for a while. Yeah, because around the same time, Muriel's Wedding drops. That's a movie that has like nothing but an Abba soundtrack, and also The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which is also very Abba heavy.
1: Was that yeah? And that was a musical too, wasn't it?
2: Kind of. I haven't seen it in a while. Did
0: you guys watch This Is Pop on Netflix? No, that's no. work. Got it. Oh, for
2: <laughs> me, <laughs> that sounds it's, like, me, that sounds like that. work. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's like a documentary series where they get into whatever different artists or genres. So one of them they talk about is the one of the episodes has to do with Swedish music or like the Swedish influence on like American pop. And I think like mm-hmm. that's part of probably what it was too. So it's like all the Britney Spears and the, you know, Blackstreet Boys, and all those people were basically like a lot of them are produced by Swedish uh, writers. And of course, Max Martin's fucking written like everything. So I th- I feel like that's sort of where it begins is is uh, uh whatchamacallit was uh, ace of bass.
1: Yeah. yeah, I guess ace of bass really did like ace of bass's songs are really, really simple. Really I simple was just catchy, trying to remember yeah. like what was the, the song with two chords that I liked It. it was Take a Chance on Me. You can your mind, on the first line, on the am free, take a
0: chance on
1: Oh wow, you're right. Seriously, two chords the whole song. Na-na. Hey man, if it works, it works, right? Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. it. And um, that song is used very strangely in the movie, if memory serves, or really, yeah, in the musical.
0: Oh, which I should I should read the thing. Yeah, we we've, should read we've some Jumped stats. ahead a little bit. Okay, <laughs> "Mamma Mia!" is a 2008 American jukebox musical romantic comedy film, directed by Philidia. Phil- Philida. 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 Philid- Philida, Philida Lloyd, and written by Katherine Johnson, based on her book of the 1999 musical of the same name. Mamma Mia is a jukebox musical written by British playwright Katherine Johnson, based on the songs of ABBA, composed by Benny Anderson and Bjorn Ulvaeus?
1: Ulvaeus. Bjorn. I don't know. Bjorn. I don't speak Swedish, but I know that like in, in German... The umlaut o is kind of like you yeah, add like a sort of err to it, björn. like not not a rodigar, but like it's sort of like björn. Um, yeah, I guess you'd björn. Let's just say, way, right? yeah, yeah björk, uh Just say björn. Björn. Oh, I'm sure our sizable Swedish audience will forgive you. <laughs>
0: do we have a sizable? Do do people in yeah. Sweden listen to us? Yeah, cool they we're did. huge in Sweden.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is like we're the number one podcast about musicals in Sweden.
0: Uh, the, the plot follows a young bride-to-be who invites three men to her upcoming wedding, each one with the possibility of being her father. Her mother, played in the film by Meryl Streep, is caught off guard by the sudden arrival of her three former paramours at her daughter's wedding. Hijinks ensue. The main reason I know about the plot of this is because of that uh, 30, 30 Rock, rock episode. episode yeah. Yep, exactly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's funny how this musical is like, it's cute that boomers were promiscuous, like millennials know, not allowed, but boomers... Go For it, I was like, Do we know what ABBA means?
2: Stands for ABBA, be bad, actually. Oh, I'm sorry, I ABBA see. sucks. I no, it's, it's, it's the four kids, the oh. it's their names. It's yeah. their oh, okay, Anna Fried, Agnetha, Bjorn, and Benny.
1: Oh, wow, Except okay, because in, in, I, mean, I, I order. googled it, and uh, it all of the results are about the Bible. Um, what that's yeah, probably why yeah, it's a biblical, Apparently, name, I guess. it's like the Hebrew word for father. And also the Indian word for father. Interesting. Uh, Doth like, Abba. Abba, yeah. <laughs> Abba.
0: Over 65 million people have seen the show, holy shit, which has grossed $4 billion worldwide since its 1999 debut. That's pretty impressive. Is that like one of the most musical musicals?
1: I think part of it is like uh, all those community theater versions do have to pay licenses. And it's oh, a very okay. easy show, A, to do, B. It's like it's just, there's a reason it's popular. It's like kind of shoved on in there with, like, you know, Brigadoon and The Sound of Music and Annie as one of those shows that every high school does.
2: Okay. That's a slutty musical for a high school. Slutty. Interesting (laughs) word. It's a very
1: slutty musical. (laughs) It's one of the sluttier musicals, yeah. Uh,
0: As of 2020, the show is still running on the West End and is the seventh longest-running show in West End history. It's Broadway Incarnation, which was housed in our old buddy The Winter Garden. Closed on September 12th, 2015 after a 14-year run, making it the ninth longest running show in Broadway history. I'm just glad that uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber had nothing to do with this one personally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because like the Winter Garden was bookended on either end by Andrew Lloyd Webber joints. Yeah. As you're about to read, Mamma Mia replaced Cats. Thank God. Uh, which at the Winter Garden. Already love um, it. <laughs> and then was replaced by School of Rock, which, of course, Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote.
2: Oh, right. That's
1: right. And School of Rock you know, ran for a surprisingly long time. It ran for four years.
2: Not considered one of his bigger musicals i don't
1: well i mean in fairness okay, for yeah. most most people like yeah four years is a long time for any show and i yeah. think for most people uh <laughs> that, that like you know andrew lloyd Webber is kind of uh you know being graded on a weird scale
0: yeah <laughs> uh the film features an ensemble cast including christine Baranski, Pierce Brosnan, Dominic Cooper, Colin Firth, Amanda Seyfried, Stalin Skarsgård, Meryl Streep, and Julie Waters. Julie Waters is the only one I can't remember who she is.
1: I actually can't either, and I've seen this. Julie movie.
0: Walters? Walters, oh, I'm sorry, Julie, Julie Walters. 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 I said well, Walters. now I really
1: don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, the film was a huge hit, grossing $603 million worldwide on a $52 million budget. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, despite mixed reviews from critics who criticize the inexperienced singers and can't be toned wow, that's a lot of money to make off a $52 million film.
1: Yeah. That's and, incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like, cause the singers are pretty bad. Uh, it's funny. Cause like Meryl Streep was in a lot of musicals during that, like 10 year span. She's not a great singer, but it also has like, you know, Pierce Brosnan. Um, not.
2: I also, I don't even want to spoil it for him. Cause he, boy, you are in for a rough ride. Yeah. My yeah. Goodness. <laughs>
1: At least it's short. Uh,
2: Were they the I first think. jukebox musical? Or did Moving Out beat them?
1: To this trend? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question.
2: Because those are the first two I, I heard of. Moving Out, the Billy Joel musical. And I, I don't know why that hasn't been made yet. And uh, Mamma Mia.
1: Um, well, I guess they are all um, use the music of so-and-so to tell kind of an unrelated story. Mm-hmm. Like American Idiot. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a related yeah, guess, story <laughs> yeah i guess it sort of is but like it is interesting like yeah i guess this really did popularize uh that whole thing even though like most examples of the, like jersey boys is uh yeah, I another ask, like huge I that. huge
2: that was hit. a straight up like biopic right like
1: yeah yeah it did do that um but there's a ton that like are kind of uh like not like not that great. Uh, like imagine the John Lennon musical. Yeah. That sounds like a um, great
0: idea for a musical is fucking, which I believe John was a, imagine. I
1: believe that was a bio. Uh, the boy from Oz was definitely a bio, a uh, jagged little pill, the Alanis. Morissette oh, right. Musical. I remember
0: hearing about that one.
1: I don't believe that one was, I think that was like American idiot. Where yeah. It was like, I,
2: th- I believe so. Yeah. I don't know. They keep running the Carol King musical. I don't even know if that's like a, an actual musical or is it just someone performing Carol King songs?
1: Yeah, well, isn't there a Tina Turner
0: one too that's on Broadway right yeah. now or supposed to? Yeah, open. Tina,
1: that one. that one seemed like it was a it was a pretty big hit. I yeah. mean, the thing is like COVID has. Um, killed a lot of these things. So, like, who Mm -hmm. knows if those will reopen. But it seems like at at a point, like, half the shows on Broadway were, like, boomer nostalgia shows, Uh, which makes sense because who sees Broadway shows?
0: More importantly, who has money to see the Broadway shows?
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's also, like, Motown and The Temptations or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I only saw posters of these while I ignored them. On the, on the subway when I was still living in New York.
1: So. Yeah, I, I do kind of, like, after I graduated college, I didn't put a lot of effort into seeing shows, you know, because they were expensive and I couldn't do student rush anymore. Um, but I do kind of regret not seeing it just so I could know. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess I also kind of moved to L.A. and then that was kind of that.
0: That's it, where theater goes to die, Los Angeles. Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: true.
0: So no one's actually seen this on stage, unfortunately. No. So, Todd, have you actually seen the movie?
2: I have seen it twice. One of them fairly recently, like in the, like a couple of years ago. I, I'm not an ABBA fan, so I guess like it wasn't ever really going to work for me. But I I've known like hardcore ABBA fans who watched that and were like, "What the fuck was that?" But you saw <laughs> like, it twice out of curiosity because like the sequel had just come out, so I wanted to reintroduce myself to it. The sequel yeah. is much better. Sequel yeah, is much better.
1: I'm gonna okay. s- spare you the sequel just in the interest of uh moving things along, but it's like I, I did kind of find the sequel bewildering. Um it just in the in its structure. Uh is it, is it a like, bunch I more
0: ABBA songs too, or is it just a totally Yeah, it's different like there's thing. just okay. so
1: many wa- there's so many ABBA songs okay. they couldn't is it, there's like I think there's like some surprising omissions from uh the first movie. The second one includes like Waterloo and Oh, it's um, not even in the original. Yeah. Super
2: Trooper. Like a, a bunch that you know, the Abba put out a lot of music. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fernando, which is also That wasn't a big in the first one? one. Yeah.
0: Seems like a no brainer to have put those ones in the first, but I guess, I guess if it doesn't fit think, the narrative.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I it's like I can't even remember the context. Maybe there was a guy. I think there was a guy named Fernando uh, in the second movie.
2: Done. How did they not think to make a character named Fernando the first time? <laughs> I don't know because
1: I'm looking at the soundtrack right now, and it is sung Fernando. by Ruby and Fernando. It's like slow. It's, I don't know. It's like weird how the plot like just kind of leaves you because uh, I'm like for both of them, I'm just like it's slowly seeping back. But yeah. Uh, the second one, like, I don't think this is a spoiler, like Meryl Streep's character is dead. What? And they're all like remembering her and that's the musical. And so like, so Meryl Streep can have minimal screen time because we got to keep the cost down. Yeah. There's a lot of flashbacks to when she and her girl pal- gal pals are like young and replaced by actresses that I have never heard of.
2: Lily Collins for uh, Meryl Streep, I believe. No, Lily
1: James. God, I
2: get the two Lilies confused all in goddamn time today. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I guess the only difference is Lily Collins is American, but they do look nigh-identical. Oh, yeah. And Cher is in the sequel. Are you what? sure you don't want to? Yeah. Are yeah. you sure you don't want to ask the sequel? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like Sarah will make me watch the sequel after we watch this uh, anyway, just for the hell of it. But we'll see. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. So we'll we'll if you have time, we'll we'll try and cram in the sequel to let's just get the the entire ABBA catalog in there. Because, again, it's also really short. It's like 90. It's it's uh, less than two hours.
2: Both of them are, huh?
1: Yeah. Both of them. Are. No, wait. They're
2: both British. Both Lilies are British.
1: Lily Collins is British.
2: Yeah. Her dad's Phil Collins. Oh, (laughs) this is
1: like about my America centrism. I'm like, but he was really famous. He had to be American. (laughs) (laughs) He was famous in the 80s. We didn't have British people yet.
0: (laughs) I'm going to try and bring this back. So you're officially not or you are a fan of Mamma Mia?
1: I'm not a fan of Mamma Mia, but I'm generally pro ABBA. Okay. Uh but also Mamma Mia is one of those things where it's like it's hard to hate it cuz it's so innocuous in a in a way that is like it at worst it's boring um which I guess can be a sin in and of itself but it it's also just it's fine. I don't it's kind of yeah, it's fine. It's goofy. It like the songs are very clumsily used at points. Mm. It goes on about 20 lo- minutes longer than it needs to. That's
2: every movie, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's every movie.
2: I, I guess I don't hate it, but it's oh, as a Oh, look movie, at that.
0: Flip-flopping within the same context of the podcast.
2: Shit. But it is not good. It's, uh, you know, because it's got enough, like, happy wine mom energy that no one really goes hard on. Against it, yeah, yeah it's
1: very wine mom. I guess if if I had to to sum up the whole mamma mia like phenomenon, it, it the the term is wine mom. We
0: we discussed wine mom before. I refresh my memory specifically what we mean by wine mom. You need that I mean,
1: isn't it self explanatory? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, drunk it's moms. Like, yeah, <laughs> moms. Yeah, moms that like have T shirts that say it's wine o'clock somewhere.
2: <laughs> they're they're fun and old. And a yeah, little annoying. It's
1: it's basically like cute alcoholism.
2: <laughs> My point was the the movie is wine mom enough that no one really feels like they have to go hard on it. But like it's I feel like it's a pretty incompetent movie. It's <laughs> it's just not good.
1: Yeah. The, the director had never made a movie before and kind of shows.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a funny thing. She followed it up with uh, the Margaret Thatcher biopic with Meryl right. Streep, which is also awful and won yeah. her an Oscar
1: genuinely terrible like, <laughs> at- atrocious <laughs> okay. war crimes I-, I feel like after a certain point like are-, are we just is there like a Meryl Streep muscle memory because it's like I guess she did a good impression but I wouldn't call it a good performance and I feel like the Academy is kind of losing the difference between an impression and a performance
2: well the, the point is Felita Lloyd is a bad director I don't know if she's ever done anything else
1: she did a movie called Herself in 2020. Didn't see um, it. it. I've never heard of it or any of the um, actors except for Conleth Hill, who, of course, played Varys. Lord Varys in Game <laughs> <Team> of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones.
0: Strong feelings. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, we should probably go watch the film apparent if there's time. Yeah. Uh, if I'm able to cram in a second one, I will. But uh, at the very least, we're going to watch the first one.
2: Uh, the second one is directed. So uh, that one's the better <laughs> one. <laughs> Name of the game is in the second one, not in the first one for some reason. Yeah, I, I feel like the set list is a little better on the second one.
1: Yeah, both like different shades of mediocre at the end of the day, but like important mediocre because we need to understand what the wine moms are into because it's a very, very large demographic and they have a lot of money
0: yeah I mean it's fucking if they made 600 million dollars off
2: yeah it, 20 years of a, a sequel to an adaptation of a stage show of a jukebox musical like <laughs> yeah. that's,
0: that's a, the that's the a perfect pre- encapsulation of entertainment these days
2: though
1: yeah yeah it's true of course mamma mia here we go again $8 yeah. billion dollars
2: <laughs> yeah no one talks about this shit like it's like a tent pole but it is it yeah you're right so much right. fucking money yeah
1: so, like for for the record, before we go to break, uh, Mama Mia, Here We Go Again was made on a budget of seventy five million. Mm. Ten years after the first one, and it made four hundred million dollars. Oh, so there's a dip. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dip, but they're it's fledgling. still a money a money printing machine. Jesus, the mama, the the mama Aren't mia. Aren't they just on like universe. Italy
0: or something, or they're like on yeah. some island? Like- I mean,
1: it kind of reminds me of like Adam Sandler's like tax shelter movies where they're like I want to go to I don't know Hawaii or Tahiti mm-hmm. or yeah. something and so they make a movie just so they can as go a to vacation. a place yeah, yeah. so like Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia Here We Go Again are both filmed in like Greece and Italy and again wine moms love Greece they love the idea of Greek islands they mm-hmm. love the idea of you know cause as, as, as the daughter of a wine mom myself <laughs> like those bitches they live for the Amalfi Coast and Greece those are the two genders.
0: All right Well, we're
1: gonna I don't go. think they know anywhere else exists. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've learned about like Tahiti.:
2: My parents did Spain once, so yeah. that's that's the the third gender, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't characterize your mom as a wine mom though.
2: Oh no, she is definitely not. Yeah. So yeah, I take that back.
1: <laughs> She's she not not in the wine mom demo that spent like almost a billion dollars on the Mamma Mia, the, yeah. the two Mamma Mia movies.
0: Anyway, yeah, we're going to go watch it and take a little break and come back. This episode is sponsored by CuriosityStream, a subscription streaming service with thousands of documentaries and nonfiction titles, such as Three Days of Glory which takes you behind the scenes for one of the most legendary celebrations in the world of wine, during a year when the humble winemaker farmers of Burgundy face the most difficult season on record. Perfect for all of you wine moms, and dads, which I'm assuming is also a thing, to pair with this week's episode. You can also get access to our streaming video service, Nebula, when you sign up for CuriosityStream, using our code at curiositystream.com slash The Streamy Award-nominated Nebula is a video streaming platform built by creators and for creators. Not breakers, shakers, fakers, takers, or even forsakers. So you've got Nebula, why CuriosityStream? How do you not know this by now? (laughs) Okay, unless maybe you're a new listener? In which case, how have you just started listening to this podcast now? Nebula is a place for smaller indie education-type creators to try out new ideas that might not work out on YouTube. With Nebula, you can see original content, okay, video essays, films, tone poems from creators like Cat Black, Sarah Zed, and of course, our very own Lindsay Ellis. Right now, you can get Curiosity Stream and Nebula for only $2.99 a month or $15 for the full year by visiting curiositystream.com slash once you use the code, you'll get a welcome email from Nebula, giving you access to all the glory that is CuriosityStream and Nebula. So go forth, my pretties.
1: And we're back. We're back. Some of us have multiple microphones. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've met our Waterloo. Its name is Cher. Waterloo. Her name is oh, Cher. Her name is Were
2: we supposed yeah. to watch two?
1: Okay. Uh, here's the thing. I would not have watched both of them. Except for someone's girlfriend was very giddily texting me as someone I watched both was watching both of
0: them. It was like the greatest night of Sarah's life where I was like, We have to watch both Mamma Mia movies and drink wine and she was like, Oh my god
1: Oh yeah. She was, she was very happy. Yeah. Like I, I got, I got some screenshots. <laughs> um, I got some like, I don't know if you know you were, you had pictures being taken of you, but
0: I, I know um, like one of them she took cause she was like, wait, stop. Cause I was, anyway, we'll get into the part that I, I think.
1: Right. I don't know what the so, other one was, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of pictures of, like, I got a couple of reaction shots. <laughs> and so that was, uh, like, uh, part of the reason why I'm like, okay, we need to wait because, A, I'm having my piano tuned. Literally, that's not a metaphor. Mm. It's I don't know why it sounds like a metaphor. And, B, uh, I have to watch Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. So I guess we all watched Mamma Mia, Here We Woo! Go Again. Mama just for the Mia. love of the game.
2: yeah. I I wasn't really watching it by that point. I, I I put it on and I got to the end, but I was I was pretty tuned out by that point. That's a well. Lot it is of it is Mia. an
1: incredible nothing movie except for until Cher shows up. But you know we can get to that. So before we get into that, uh, let's do a quick
0: recap. Like,
1: let's do a quick plot recap of. I mean, really, <laughs> it's you, only one movie. Uh, Mamma Mia. Film. And yeah, it's a well, song. I mean, most of Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again is just um, flashbacks of things we already knew from Mamma Mia.
2: It's, it's the Godfather Part That's 2. That's exactly
0: what Adam I was thinking. Musical. It's <laughs> absolutely the Godfather 2 of musicals. So it's
1: a good movie is what you're saying. It's, it's better the awards the, winner. Yeah,
0: I think it's more coherent than the first one. Personally, it's as a film. Ooh,
1: interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, Mamma Mia 1 is the story of Sophie in the film played by Amanda Seyfried who is getting married and her mother Donna played by Meryl Streep Mm -hmm. is a classic boomer fuck up who (laughs) uh, has fucked every man on earth. And, uh, but it's cute. It's fun in this movie. Basically, Sophie is getting married to a man who very much does not want to get married. And she is like, I don't know who my dad is. And my mother isn't, she doesn't know either. So clearly, the answer to this quandary is I'm going to invite the options and whoever shows up will be my dad. No, you have to remember, unfortunately, I, I'm going
0: to steal my mother's diary first
1: right? <laughs> and so, then read through
0: that. And then I, like,
1: and she horrendous. spends like half, most all of the movie being like, why are they, why here? Are they here? here? Yeah.
2: <laughs> she doesn't figure it out on her own. Like she, they're there for a whole like two weeks and they just tell her it was a weird coincidence that we're all, all three of us here on the day of your daughter's wedding.
1: Yeah, and she's just like, just, huh, weird. Huh, anyway,
2: do to do money, 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 honey, honey.
1: Yeah, <laughs> another another thing that, that comes to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, all of them show up. Yep. And, you know, Amanda Seyfried thinks that, like, well, clearly I'm going to know which one is the correct one, but she does not. And, uh, well, I would say hijinks ensue. Do they? No, oh, oh, I, I guess they they, ensue. I mean, I feel like the hijinks ensue in service of individual songs. Yes. So I guess that counts as hijinks. Yes. Long story short, at the end of the film, she has three dads. So we don't need. We to don't know, know who, who the
0: dad, dad actually is. Never, All we know deliver. is that
1: Pierce Brosnan wants to marry Meryl Streep. And the other two were like, cool. And um, <laughs> at her honestly, daughter's wedding, by the way, at the, at the wedding, she when she's just like the you wedding, know what? Yeah. Yeah. And then the husband was like, I didn't want to get married. She's like, I know you don't. Let's not. Let's and not. then they just swap out <laughs> Meryl Streep and Pierce Brosnan for Amanda Seafried and uh, Dominique Scotland. I it's comedy
2: Cooper, <laughs> Cooper, <Yeah.
1: laughs> whatever, the guy who clearly does not want to be here uh, either as an actor or as a character <laughs>
0: um, cast perfectly.
1: <laughs> and basically, Mama Mia, Here We Go Again uh, is mostly flashbacks for things we already knew. And then Cher shows up.
0: It's incredible when she does. do we wanna yeah. get do we wanna start with that or do we
2: build to it well, just I like a film? Cher did? shows
1: up because Cher is in Universe male Strape's mother. Yes. Um
2: They're like the same age.
1: So they are three years <laughs> apart in age. <laughs>
0: the MMCU making sure that
1: like, yeah. it's interesting because like one of the really dumb things in the first movie is where Meryl Streep's character, Donna, sees all of her former paramours just kind of, like, in a weird hut together. And she has a memory of them, of, like, what their old selves were yeah, like. Yeah, and they're yeah, all, yeah. like, weird 1968, like, Halloween Express cheap.
0: <laughs> One of them and looks like, like fucking like, Harry Shearer in uh, Spinal like, okay, Tap. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: all right. So let's, let's be charitable and assume this takes place not in 2008, but in 1999. Mm-hmm. And Amanda Seyfried's character is 20 years old. So that means it was 1979, which makes sense for an ABBA musical. However, her memory of these guys is all like 1963. Or 1967. So, like, there's not a lot of fealty to the timeline, let's say.
2: They don't remotely look like that either in the flashbacks in part two.
0: Right, right, right. Sarah pointed out. <laughs> oh, my that God, out.
1: I could not tell them apart. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I could not tell a single one of those white boys apart. They all look like Harry Styles, and one of them had a bleach blonde haircut.
0: And he had bleached eyebrows, too, I think. The guy that was uh, still in Guard's younger person. Bill, right? Bill was his name.
2: Okay. Yeah. F- for what it's worth... Only one of the three guys was blonde. I think we know who the father is.
0: No. Okay. So Sarah and I started researching this.
1: No, no, (laughs) someone has not had some fun with their pun at squares. Come on.
2: Also, he just looks more like Amanda Seyfried beyond the hair. He's got the same shape of the face. Like it's definitely not Pierce Brosnan.
0: No, it's him because he's the creative one, right? He's the architect who's the artist and then she can draw and that's their connection. And you only pass that. right?
1: So our three <laughs> our three fatherly options are Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth, who like we need to like circle back on this conversation <laughs> about wine moms. If we're going to talk about Colin Firth <laughs> and Stellan Skarsgård, who like one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <One of> these <laughs> things just doesn't belong.
2: Do the wine moms not like Stellan Skarsgård?
1: Stellan Skarsgård is a character actor <laughs> and has been for his entire... Like be- That would be like having Andy Serkis be one of the three. <laughs> I mean, like, it's... Steve it's just,
2: Buscemi? Yes,
1: yeah, Steve <laughs> Buscemi's like, well, I'm here too. I guess I'm the wild card. They loved him like, in Good
0: Will Hunting. You know, he was very sexual in that.
1: <laughs> you can be a sexual character actor. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, moms love Pierce Brosnan. Moms love Colin Firth.
2: Mm-hmm. The other options are uh, James Bond and Mr. Darcy. So.
1: Yeah, it it just like and yeah. I guess the guy from Infinity War.
2: Yeah, he was he was there. He was a minor character in the Thor oh, movies. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that.
0: That's right. He, he was
2: is.
1: He had the blue glass eyes in Avengers 1.
2: He was uh, Orlando Bloom's dad in uh the Pirates of the Caribbean movies.
0: Oh, that's right. He was that too. Oh my god, he's been in a lot.
1: Yeah, so he he I mean, what's honestly kind of wild to me is he has like 18,000 age appropriate sons none of whom <laughs> would play <laughs> his younger self
0: That's true. They could have totally <laughs> gotten fucking what's his name? Alex? I forget what his name is.
1: Yeah, there's Alexander Bill, Sarris there's County. Alex, there's Harry, there's there's uh, scrappy, there's <laughs> sneezy. Sneezy. <laughs> <laughs> Sweden is lousy with scars guards and yet they could not find one.
0: Maybe they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to, to step on their dad's.
1: Stellan's younger self. They, they weren't up for it. <laughs> they didn't want to taint their resume with Mamma Mia. Here we go again.
0: They couldn't live up to his performance in the first one.
2: Well, maybe none of them can sing. And they're like, oh, well.
1: Oh, yeah. Stellan. Like Pierce Brosnan. You know who's a good singer? Pierce Brosnan. Oh. <laughs> Man, what?
0: I was reading some of the reviews. They were fuck. They just like mercilessly beat that
2: guy. Holy shit. He's
1: a really bad singer. It's like fine. I wish they had m- <laughs> Mercil... No, he's not fine. He's bad.
2: It's fine. No, he's genuinely terrible. What the he's hell are terrible. you talking about? Yeah, he's awful. I he's just like, mean that like that's... No, okay, he's
1: awful, but, like, it's 2008. We had autotune. What the <laughs> hell? We could, have, like... We could have fixed this.
0: I kind of wish it was just straight up, like, T.I. autotune style now. Like, that would have been an amazing <laughs> yeah. way to have covered Tonight.
1: that fucking film. Yeah. I just want to take you out. Yeah. I mean, we
2: did have Cher, right? It, Cher in the sequel. Do you believe in life? in
1: life after love? I know, but she didn't, like, here's the thing about auto-tune is, like, every song is auto-tuned now and has been for the last, what, 10, 15 years? Yep. Um, you don't hear it unless they want you to hear it. So, for Pierce Brosnan to be as unforgivably horrible as he was.
2: He wasn't off-key. He just sounds he, like he, shit.
1: He, he, he was.
0: Not like it wasn't that bad to me that like it would reserve. I mean, the fact that he even sang to me is like okay, cool, you tried, good job.
1: Uh, I, yeah, but it's a it's a it's a movie. <laughs> but it's not like a
0: good movie, though. <laughs>
1: Okay, it's, it's sort of like whatever. That's a weird. This is like, you know, it's a sort of like the rationale that it's okay that Johnny Depp doesn't know his lines if he's wasted. <laughs> like he showed up. It's a movie. What do you expect people to know their lines? I'm like, saying
0: that I think the appeal of it is to see Pierce Brosnan try and sing. Like that's part of what's fun. About yeah, it. but
1: we have auto tune. There's it's 2008. We have there's no I'm pretty reason. Pretty sure for that's him. what
2: he sounded like with auto tune.
1: No, this that is was 2008. Not, like, all
0: right, it's gritty and realistic. I'm just the,
1: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my full foot Tom down. Hooper open here. That was not auto tune, and it <laughs> should have been because it's a Mamma Mia. Who cares? This isn't, this isn't Cats.
0: <laughs> 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 this
1: isn't Les <lameness. laughs> No one's shooting for an Oscar. All right, so uh circling back to part one. Yeah. So last night I got this text from uh, Todd <laughs> that was just drunk shrieking people <laughs> this movie is just drunk shrieking people it's just shrieking drunk everyone drunks. was
0: drunk it's true
1: and yeah. I was like oh I don't remember that and then I rewatched it and I was like oh wow yeah that's ex- that, that's absolutely what's happening
2: like every every character in this movie is a wine mom the daughter's a wine mom <laughs> yeah. the men are all what wine moms what I was asked so like
1: do you feel like you have a good idea of what a wine mom is now
2: <laughs> do <laughs> yeah. you feel
1: like you have like learned what is a wine mom yes
0: I certainly do. I mean, I did I was sort of, you know, hamming it up for the audience in the first part. But yes, I do know what a mind mom is at this point. It's certainly after watching those two movies, I get it. And by the way, I tried much like an actor to get into character last night watching both of those films, which is why we had a bottle of wine. Because I was like, I need to drink this as fast as possible in order to get in the mindset. It's like watching a stoner movie and being sober. I feel like you have to be high to watch certain things. Like you have to have a bottle of wine for these.
1: But I will say this about Mamma Mia 1. Yeah. Upon rewatch. As I was watching it, it was one of those things where I'm like, this sucks, (laughs) but I feel like it would be very fun on stage, even in a community theater context, you know, especially
2: in community theater context. Yeah.
1: Broadway is basically a community theater context in this because basically it's like it works on a stage because like in plays, like the whole plot has to happen in a day. You know, it doesn't translate to film very well. Because film kind of demands a, a much higher level of literalism. I think this would have been a lot of fun to see on Broadway. I think it would have been the kind of thing they're just like, you know, actually watching the credits, uh, I was oh just God, like, that oh, that sequence is hilarious. Yeah, this is clearly like, you know, oh, do you want an encore? Okay, yeah. fine, we'll do Waterloo. And, you know, I'm just like imagining being in this crowd of wine moms in the winter garden in the year of our lore, 2006. And just imagine the place just, like, going wild. And I'm like, that sounds like so much fun to me. And I don't think that translates to film very well.
0: It's interesting because I was reading that Meryl Streep saw this, like, after... She saw the musical, like, after 9-11. And was (laughs) like, oh, it's, like, very life-affirming, which is why she was, like, obsessed with it and wanted to do this film in the first place. So it seems like she absolutely... (laughs) You're just like, uh, but apparently like that's I mean, I
1: think anything that is just, like it's especially after 9-11, anything that's like fun and reminds you that there is a world. Right. I think Jersey Boys is a is a good example of something that like would have just like come in one air and out the other mm-hmm. if I hadn't seen it with my dad. Yeah. And he loved it. Like that was the first Broadway show, and not probably only Broadway show that he, Capital L loved. And it was also like, well, I don't know anything about Frankie Valley, So it kind of like encouraged me You're like, all right, fine. You know, because I was in college. I was just like, all right. Ye. So it was like this this weird meeting of worlds. Yeah. You know, I, there's a place for it. I'm not sure it, it, it ties in with 9-11, but <laughs> I feel like I would have liked to see it live.
0: <laughs> well, I, what I was telling Sarah last night, too, when we were watching it, I said, you know, I was trying to extrapolate based on like putting ourselves in the shoes of these people, which is like. It's not a direct one-to-one comparison, but it's like, imagine like if in 15 years you have like kids and then all of a sudden there's a musical about like, I don't know, fucking Britney Spears songs. <laughs> a musical, right? But I was trying to think of like pop stuff Fred that's Durst, like fun. Fred
1: Durst, or Fred Durst, ages, we know you're big fans. <laughs> if you want to be on the Jersey Boys episode, um, we're saving it for you. Uh, we know Fred is all in on the dad vibe. So, you yeah. know. Uh,
0: Make sure you wear that outfit. Call-
1: yes. Or you don't have to.
0: Or whatever you want. Yeah. Or you don't even yeah. have to show video on, on the chat yeah. if you don't want to. But, but
1: we're saving Jersey Boys just for you. <laughs> the, the dad musical. The dad musical.
0: The dad musical. Uh, I think if in like 15 years there's a Britney Spears musical, everybody that's our age would be like super excited to be like, let's go get drunk and go watch a bunch of fucking Britney songs and scream at the top of our lungs on Broadway. I, I think, think that's it depends like... on the
1: context. Here's the thing about like boomer musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of demand that you don't think. The problem with any nostalgia between the years of two thousand and one and everything that came after it is it, you know, it has to be kind of like American idiot. So (laughs) I don't know. Um,
0: Even if it was like a soap, like this is basically like a soap opera, though. Like you could get it, but it's
1: ABBA. Who cares? (laughs) Like everything could be anything could be a soap opera.
0: You don't think it would be a one-to-one? I mean, obviously, like, it's not a one-to-one equivalent, but I'm saying that. Yeah,
1: I, th- I, I think that, like, one-to-one equivalents um, with boomer nostalgia just don't exist anymore. Mm. I don't know when nostalgia won't require, like, this thoughtfulness that was never required of nostalgia before.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, is is late 70s boomer nostalgia? Absolutely, like, yes. I feel, I feel like that's, Okay.
1: You know, the thing with jukebox musicals and when you restrict yourself to, for instance, one artist and you have to like tie the music in with the plot. I feel like it would have made a very interesting college exercise if that exercise had made four billion (laughs) dollars, you know, (laughs) where it's just like, okay, take the music of ABBA and make a coherent narrative.
2: Did they? (laughs) Like,
1: I mean, clearly they did.
2: This is the third time I've watched it. And I was getting to the end. I was like, "Wait, who was the father again?" Because I none butted. of them,
0: none of them. But that's the point, though. Like they, yeah. Don't the deliver. point is
1: none of them, and Pierce Brosnan. The point is that marry. I couldn't remember. Well, I remembered that. Like I did. And um, I, this
2: is my third time. And just like by the end of it, I'm just so exhausted. Maybe I needed more wine or something. But by the end of it, like, I think
0: you needed. Yeah, you needed a wine, and you yeah, needed someone to watch it with. You need afterwards. a wine, mom. Yeah.
1: You need, a, you need a mother like mine who pretends like she doesn't like ABBA, but she's super into it. Like, uh, I, re- I remember when I was into Ace of Base and she's like, oh, this sounds like ABBA. And then she went to, like, her shame hut, <laughs> pretended like she didn't I'm like it. Like was
0: she into, like, grunge music? Like, what was, what was her deal at that point?
1: The last time my mother was in California, we were listening to the Alt Rock station. You know which one it is. Right? Uh, this uh, song came on the radio and my mother was like, oh, what is that? Is that what they're listening to now? The song was Lithium by Nirvana.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> and I was like, I went home and Googled it. I was like, hey, you were 32 when this song <laughs> oh came God. out. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure how to rationalize this. Jesus. I really do think that like there was this thing in like boomer culture that was like, you have to cut yourself off from pop culture in order to be a grown up. Yeah. And that's just what they did. And so uh, that's why there's this weird gap between like 1980 and 2000 where the parents of the world just are just like, I don't know.
0: Mm." I don't know. They don't play good music anymore on the radio like they used to.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, like that's that's when MTV starts. So that's like a hard cut.
1: Exactly. So you have this entire generation of parents that like, just aren't really keyed in with music. That's
2: when MTV starts, and that's when ABBA broke up. So that's why.
1: Exactly. That's why they like ABBA.
2: At least your mom did not like ABBA, which proves I think my point. she po-
1: did. I think, like, Mom, if you're listening to this, I think you liked ABBA. Um, I, th- I think you still like ABBA.
2: My point being is that even if she did like it, she told you. I mean, that proves my point more. She told you she didn't like it because... Once upon a time it was not cool to like ABBA. Exactly. It was something to be ashamed of. People don't okay, so believe like, me so To circle back like,
1: to the point of this show which is like is the music good or not I, I did kind of feel like uh, there were some songs that are just like such bangers that yep. like even a shitty movie like this can't ruin it.
2: Uh, I, I had the exact opposite. Of, like I Dancing,
1: Dancing Queen, Queen whatever bang, ever, like both movies when it, bang, it showed up I'm like for- yeah Dancing Queen. <laughs>
2: What
0: kind of wine were you drinking specifically though, Todd? That That's- was the worst
2: non-Pierce <laughs> brazen sequence in the movie. I was like, they're butchering it. Oh my God. They were on oh. boats.
0: That's the realism of it
2: though. That's And it's it just like the, all the musical numbers are cut very weird. They just like Start right also, away. Also, it's, it's really, like, yeah,
1: just like, oh, we're starting like it's a pop song. And it's also really funny that, like, we're on Greece, an island that has nothing to do with ABBA. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. But it's, was it's,
0: like, it's an Italian we... <laughs> title with, like, a bunch of Swedish songs and they're and in there. And even, Greece. like, so yeah, I was Fernando,
1: who I guess maybe we can get into Holy like, shit. as a character, um, is Spanish, yeah. which is not Greek, nor is it Swedish. They,
2: they have one Swedish character. That's, that's That's pretty.
1: Yeah, it's like, and the only reason they had a Swedish character. Because they had a Swedish actor.
2: Right. <laughs> is he not Swedish in the show? Like, I think he is. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, is he not? No, he's not. He's just they're just three dudes. They just got a Skarsgård, and they're like, ooh, a Swede.
0: Well, in the film, he's like his twin brother or whatever, is like, oh, I'm in Sweden getting in like, a special In the second movie, award. he has
1: a twin brother. Yeah.
0: And it's him in like the nutty professor fat suit where right, he's just yeah. like pretending to be himself. And so
1: yeah, he is a fat twin brother. So yeah, in the film, there is a second Skarsgård. Uh, like I, in reality, where there's 50.
2: Here's one thing I didn't know about the stage show that apparently they cut out entirely.
0: Who the father is?
2: No. Um, Colin <laughs> no, the Firth- whole point is he... <laughs> not that. Um, Colin Firth's character is gay.
1: Oh. Ah, I didn't the- know that.
0: They showed
2: that in the movie,
0: though. Did they? At th- yeah, at the end when they're at the wedding where he's just like... Basically, he's like, oh, I only had sex with a woman once and it was great. And they cut to him like looking at another dude.
2: I miss it completely because by that point I was so checked out.
1: Oh, so it's like a Disney movie where it's like <laughs> our first gay character. He's totally gay.
2: You know, he's totally he shot, gay.
1: Like he shot a glance across.
2: The... I had no idea. I did not know this till I I looked it up.
1: I mean, it's honestly more blatant than any of the fucking like our <laughs> the first Disney movies. Disney gay.
0: Lindsay, uh, to your point of like thinking it's exciting to go see it live. I'm actually glad you said that. Cause I was curious as to why one would see it live. Cause I felt like this lends itself to being a musical movie more than anything. Cause it's just like, get a bunch of beautiful movie really, stars. Cause
1: I was thinking like, fuck Like, it just seems like a, f- like I can see why this is much more famous on stage because it's just like mostly nonsense. The plot <laughs> does not translate to film at all. And the thing that is engaging is, you know, engaging with the audience and their nostalgia or engaging with the audience and their like idea of like what the main characters are and what their arc is. And like, you know, I especially like with the three main ladies, Yeah. Um, the way musical numbers are structured in the movie. Yeah. Felt very like it, it encourages the audience to um, engage.
0: It sort of reminded me of like Ocean's Eleven in a way. Where it's like you get a bunch a of big movies, movie. yeah, yeah. A hangout movie with a bunch it of beautiful. Reminded me of Oceans
1: uh, Eight,
0: <laughs> sure,
1: in that it was a thing you watch on an airplane.
2: <laughs> Remind me of Oceans Twelve in that it had no plot.
1: <laughs>
0: That's true. The second that that one was terrible. Yeah. But It's a hangout movie yeah. with a bunch of celebrities who are like good looking and famous, and then they're hanging out on like a nice island, and they're all sort of wearing like vacation clothes, and you're just sort of singing songs that everybody knows about. Like it seems like an an ABBA at one point being like the most famous band in the fucking world basically right for like a brief period means that this is like oh well clearly this would be a movie that would be very successful like in every market and it, and it was yeah I, I, to me it seems like oh very clearly that it was very obvious that this would be but, successful. like
1: I don't think it would have been if not for the musical which again like eight hundred thousand for for me it was just
2: that the the plot was so like barely stringing the songs together and they were just like Now we're now Christine Baranski is going to do her one and it doesn't have anything to do with anything. And I was like, this was stage first, especially because like Baranski and, and Streep and Julie Walters are just so broad doing this. Mm.
1: I did appreciate that in the second movie, they found a millennial that could do a perfect Christine Baranski impression. She
2: was
0: pretty funny.
1: Neither of the other two could do that, but Mm -mm. I mean, that's okay. So if we must talk about Mamma Mia, here we go again. I thought it sucked. I thought it was awful.
2: <laughs> really? Because I liked it much more than the first one. Yeah. I it was
1: so much worse. Um, basically, it's like the entire movie is shit we knew from the first movie. Like, that was explained in dialogue. Like, oh, here's what Pierce Brosnan did to me. Ooh, here's how I met Stellan Skarsgård. Um, so they felt the need to act that out. The movie did not start until Cher showed up. That's true. And Cher in universe for both movies is just like this horrible mother who is Meryl Streep's mother. She's Lucille
0: Bluth, basically. But yeah, as she's Cher. three
1: years older than Meryl Streep. Um, <laughs> she had her when
0: she was three. <laughs>
1: and, uh, so she shows up and uh, is like a heinous bitch for 30 to 60 seconds. Until which her former paramour, Fernando, shows up. Holy shit. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, okay, so this should have been the movie. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the movie should have been about Cher, the shitty grandma. uh, 100%. Because, like, that was super set up in the first movie. Instead, like, the second movie is mostly, like, uh, nonsense flashbacks that we don't need because we know what happened in the first movie. And then Cher shows up around the, like, I don't know, it's like minute twenty mark. minutes
0: left in the movie when she shows yeah. up,
1: and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm awake. Yeah, Cher's here, and that should have been the movie. I and I'm not saying like the world is poorer for it, but actually I am. What the fuck is Share doing? They should have made a Share centered movie.
0: I mean, even with her twenty minutes in it, it was still a Share centric movie. She was the. <laughs> show I mean, it for was, and the that they
1: didn't have to pay her for an entire movie. But like, you know. If they wanted a better movie, they should have made the that movie around been interesting. her, yeah. I like that idea and not have the the stupid, shitty like flashbacks that we don't need because we know we we get it. Like she that's, she she banged a bunch of guys.
0: That's an interesting that's idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sold, Lindsay. I'd like know, to see your treatment for this idea. <laughs> Please write it.
2: <laughs> maybe I want to see hot young people fuck. All right, like I don't care about like that's this, true. Who's, that's who's true. the father? Okay, drama. maybe
1: I'm the weird where <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, still in Skarsgård here. Colin Firth is here. Thank <laughs> God, I'm awake now. I think
2: we're
0: Having an agreement, I think it's because I'm just like Harry
1: Styles, Harry Styles too, and blonde Harry Styles. I feel nothing, like. But then shares here, yes. I was
0: I I was like screaming laughing when like that Fernando number showed up, and she just when they just starts like I couldn't like we had to pause the movie. Sarah,
1: send me a picture of you (laughs) like with your like like this.
0: <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck is happening? Because again, I watched it was like I watched them back to back after like, like a bar. Fernando?
1: And it's just was like, well, if only Fernando oh had God. been set up like in a meaningful way. <laughs> but like, okay, sure.
0: But it didn't take away the joy of that. I mean, honestly, like,
1: Mamma Mia, Here We Go <laughs> <laughs> Again feels like it's almost like a movie written on the fly where they yes. assume that like, I, okay, yeah. Streep. Skarsgård and Firth are out okay so we just need to oh fuck uh, Firth and Scarsgard are back in never mind so like halfway through the movie they write them back in and then all of a sudden like shit 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 okay Cher once in all right quick fuck write her yeah. in and then um Meryl Streep decided that she did actually have a day and a half to uh <laughs> to show up and then did
0: those end credit sequences looked like they were so much fun to shoot, though. You think they did? I'm, Even Tom sure Cooper like, looked yeah. like he was
2: having fun. So, I'm sure like. Meryl
0: Streep <laughs> was like, "I'll pay out of my own pocket to come film that shit because I want to see fucking Pierce Brosnan wearing like a weird like jumpsuit, holding a glass of beer with these other two guys on roller skates." <laughs> they
1: had such chemistry. You know, in <laughs> fairness, I've never seen Pierce Brosnan have chemistry with anybody. I don't understand why he's famous, but I will say his plastic surgeon is an artist.
2: He, he looks good. I liked it when he killed Sean Bean. And oh my God, Bean. in 1994, 1995. Goldeneye? Yes, I've never seen any of his romance movies because I'm, you know, I'm not a 40 year old woman.
1: You but, haven't seen Dante's Peak.
2: Oh, is he romantic in that?
1: Yeah, he's the it's,
2: that's
0: he's metaphor, the male lead. He's the Peak. Bill Paxton. It's, it's about to explode. It's like you know,
1: he's the, he's the Bill <laughs> Paxton set against of the big twister that is Dante's I don't know, Peak. <laughs>
2: Well, how about something that required him to have sexual chemistry with someone? I've never seen one of those movies.
1: No, I have never seen that. But I will say this: Uh, was it okay? Did I dream it, or was it the? It was the Dos Equis guy. Oh my god! Yes, (laughs) that was another time I was screaming at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to make sure. Also, like, there's a line that's like Fernando is a revolutionary that was trying to topple the Mexican government. My other note is Christine Baranski always makes me smile, She's even fantastic. though she only has one character. Right, I, was, I said that to I Sarah, Sarah, too. Get, I said the same I thing. I never get tired of it's it. True. I'm just like, it's true.
0: like one note, but she, she does it. I totally agree.
1: Bring it on. She's bring, funny bring, as shit. Like, never-ending Baranski. Yep. Yeah. What
2: would you guys say was the best song? Like, Fernando sequence. Fernando. The Fernando, Fernando. Yeah, the best Musical. The Dancing number.
1: Queen in the second movie, <laughs> when there's just like a eighteen thousand battleships roll up to this island, no one gives a shit about singing Dancing Queen.
2: That was pretty funny. That is correct. That is that was my pick also. Dancing Apparently, Queen I'm the, the only one, one who loves share. Any,
1: basically, anything that involves Dancing Queen. It's a good one. Uh, I, I feel like the first movie is better just because like the show like had a you know, vision. And the the second movie was just like kind of like scrambling based on people's availability, which is funny. And it's very funny.
0: It's it's also weirdly more sad. So the whole thing is about this person that's dead.
1: Yeah. Nobody like, wants it's to see kind that. Of, it's kind of bittersweet
0: <laughs> the whole time through. You're just sort of like, like it's really like I mean it's not necessarily a bad thing, but like I think that's part of why the second one doesn't feel as like uplifting and exciting. Cause it's like Well, also
1: because it doesn't have a plot until Cher shows up 15 minutes before the movie ends. (laughs)
2: Call me a buzzkill, but I I liked that that there was like... A mode in the second one that wasn't just screaming laughter. Oh god, <laughs> screaming
1: the first... laughter is the point.
2: I, I was just so exhausted by you
1: the didn't end. even grow up around what. Maybe that's why. Did You're you also like... watch
0: both back to back? Did we you all watch them back to back? Yes, my okay. mom's. Yeah, I, I
1: didn't. I I mean, I spaced it with at least an hour, maybe even two. You
2: know that maybe I rather than Kaveh, I'm the one that, who's not prepared to be watching this these musicals because like <laughs> my favorite moment in the. Uh, in the first movie it's just like this tiny little moment where like the, the other two guys when they figure out that they might be the father they just have like Whoa, Whoa. Uh. but Pierce Brosnan has apparently just been suspecting the entire time and he's just like just just spill it why am i here like just tell head? me just tell me it, wait yeah. i
1: yeah I, and i think i like that like there's one thing that i do like about the whole premise is that like jealousy doesn't really factor in Wait, I mean, why would they? Buddies. It was like 25 years ago. Like Well, I mean, but they're all still kind of into her. Um but like even in the sequel, they're like, Well, we're friends now and we're buddies. And that's like the that's Mamma Mia cinematic universe.
2: When I'm that age, I, I hope I'm that chill, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like I I just I feel like the movie should have centered around share instead of this like weird shitty like flashback nonsense that we already knew.
0: But also, guys, we are oh, at this point old enough where 20 years ago would have been 2001. I, I can, I'm like, I did the math, right? And I'm like, oh, I did date in 2001. So I, like, I can think of somebody that I would have known in 2001. I've been like, I wouldn't have given a shit if I ran to them now. It's not like Do I would have any Do you know who I feelings. dated in
1: 2001? Who? His name was Eric. And he's. <laughs> freaking...
0: <laughs> would you give a shit if Eric showed up suddenly? You'd be like, ah, like what's, what's it been like? What have you been up to? Unless I he broke care your heart. Very deeply. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. It's like one of I those. have very,
1: very, very strong <laughs> feelings about Eric. As do most people who guest on this podcast, except for this one. It's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> he knows what he did. <laughs> he knows. You
0: never he told knows me
2: about Eric. Eric.
0: <laughs> Goodness. Eric with a K. <laughs> but that is weird. We are now the odd we, we are the parents. We are not the young people in the story. Because we can think back to almost twenty years and being like we dated people twenty years ago, whereas twenty year olds
2: can't say that. No, they cannot.
1: Well, they hopefully will have their pitbull musical, and I'm <laughs> super excited for the pitbull musical. Like, It'll probably um, be a Taylor like,
0: Swift musical or something. I'm anything.
1: less excited for that, but that makes more sense.
2: Yeah,
1: I'll accept it.
2: Yeah, I'll like, but I yeah, really I hope
1: there's a pitbull musical.
2: I think you would have to have you know someone with story songs, like songs that would fit a story beat rather than just Dale and Mr. Worldwide (laughs) shouted over and over again.
1: Okay. (laughs) You know what? I, I, I'm going to go home and like (laughs) workshop the Mr. Worldwide musical. And in the meantime, maybe a Darude
0: musical would be more appropriate. (laughs) Uh,
2: Bruno Mars musical would be pretty good. Uh Yeah. There's a lot of love. Okay.
1: What would Peter's musical be? Like, no, The Weeknd would not have a good musical. <laughs> That'd be I a don't. pretty
2: dark and depressing musical. That would Yeah, be awesome. it would just be,
1: like, my my sad drug dealing and then I was in a relationship and it did it badly and now I'm back on drugs again. No one wants to see that musical. Okay, someone. I was going to say,
0: someone. that sounds like The Phantom, sort of, right? It's just, like, depressing and he's just need to throw in a murder and then it's there.
1: Well, Tragedy. Um, I guess I'll go work on my weekend musical <laughs> and, like,
0: Both try to Lindsay make Ellis. it.
1: Not the most depressing thing ever.
0: It's a celebration of life.
1: <laughs> after hours. After a hours, celebration exactly. of life. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I feel like the only way it would work was to be like American Idiot, just be after hours the musical, and just be like one extended breakup album slash musical. And it would run for one week, maybe even two. Oh, okay. And everyone would hate it. Because no one wants to see a musical that's just, like, fucking depressing. I don't know. That's it's, why Mama Mia did well.
0: It did beyond well.
1: Yeah. Apparently,
0: it's also, like, the highest selling DVD in, like, a lot of places as well. Like, because, you know, it does not
1: surprise me. Like, I'm just, I think the thing about musicals is, like, if you want to be, like, a dark and stormy musical, you better have, like, an incredible vision, be one of the most talented people that ever lived. Yeah. Uh, the only one I can think of is Cabaret.
0: Mm, which we still haven't watched.
1: Yeah, Todd, can you think of any?
0: Uh, like, what's
1: a really dark musical that's like? It like I think of Little Shop of Horrors, which is incredibly dark, but like it very Sweeney the Todd. Tone so is, I wasn't say
0: Sweeney Todd's very dark. It's Fucking eating people.
2: I wouldn't really call Les Mis like a, a super happy thing.
0: Listen, Cats is also all. We talked about this. It's all about them all wanting to die.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Cats is about <laughs> wanting to die. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I can't say anything else about cabaret without like I'm just afraid Eddie Redmayne's gonna ruin it. (laughs) I don't know more than he's ruined everything else.
2: I feel like uh, Into the Woods is not like a happy one either.
1: Yeah, but Into the Woods, I'm not gonna finish that sentence anyway.
0: (laughs) Uh, So overall, I would say I get why it was so successful. It's, it pairs very well with a glass or a bottle of fucking wine when you're watching both movies back to back.
1: It pairs well with a lifetime of wine. <laughs> I feel like they're fine for airplane movies. Like the second one sucks, I think, on a fundamental level. Uh, but I, it does kind of make me want to see the, the Mamma Mia musical in a community theater mm. context with a bunch of like 50, 60-something ladies that are like, finally...
0: I'm into that. Break. Yeah, I think it would it'd be like watching a Rocky Horror Picture Show, but like Mamba Mia version right. where everyone's like and screaming. And we're
1: working on it, motherfuckers. <laughs> the thing is, they don't have midnight showings open yet. We're working on Little Rocky thing Horror. Called COVID. We're getting there. When they open it back up, we'll do Rocky Horror. Okay, yes. we're getting there.
0: Uh, Anyway, Todd, thank you for joining us on this magical wine journey of wine moms and Mamma Mia's.
2: I I can't believe I've watched this movie three times now.
0: It, we had a good time though. It was great. Yes. We got to drink yeah. and chat. I can't believe we
1: watched it either. But like, <laughs> I,
2: mean, I didn't. I did not drink during it, for the record.
1: So Okay,
2: there you go. That's why.
1: Here's a question: Is there a ABBA train records that you could maybe?
2: No, no. They they no, went they out just on a high. Yeah, they went out on a high. I think.
1: Ah, isn't that like well? Yes. We should all be so lucky.
2: Dang it.
0: <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please go ahead and leave us a review. Make sure to follow all those sponsor links. It really helps us out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at musical with no g, at musical spinning with a g on Instagram. I am at Covetarian on Twitter and at Permafriends on Instagram. Go check out my comics. Get ready. I'll be in Anaheim for DesignerCon in November.
2: Right, you can find me at Shadow Todd. You can Look for me at Todd in the Shadows on YouTube where I review music. I have a podcast of my own. Both of these people have been (laughs) on it.
0: (laughs) It's a very good one.
2: That's the song versus song podcast where we argue about two different songs and which one is the better one. I'm going to have at least one of you on here again pretty soon. I'll figure out a way.
1: Oh, okay. All
2: right. Yeah, I
1: I hope it's about uh, Katy Perry, weirdly. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in a Katy Perry mood lately.
2: Okay. Surprising.
0: Uh, real quick, uh, before we go, uh, I've been getting a lot of mentions on Twitter about Dear, or we've both been getting them, about Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, and I, for the record, will be recusing myself from the Dear Evan Hansen review uh, because uh, I can finally mention that I did work on the film. Uh, I was kind enough to be employed by the fine producers of Dear Evan Hansen. So,
1: but, but, but that I, does not preclude us from Uh, actually watching the Broadway show in the future. That's true. By which we mean 2022 or later. Yes. But no, we can't fuck with Dear Evan Hansen. Can't fuck with
0: Dear Evan Hansen, but please go see it. Look for my name. Hopefully it'll be in the credits.
1: Okay. And you weirdos who were wondering about Space Jam, it's because we know the producer. (laughs) That's the only, like, that's the COI. No, I have not sold any book rights is because we know the producer. That's the only thing.
0: So jokes, jokes. We know Jokesies, we're cool. Yeah. We know people in Hollywood. It's not
1: a big deal. Yeah. We <laughs> went to school with a lot of very important people like the director of black Panther and the producer of space jam too.
0: <laughs> anyway, so that will not be our next film. Uh, we don't know what we're going to yeah. do next, but you yeah, know, but well, you guys should watch doesn't. it. Or I don't, that's true, but you guys should let us know what you think. So please yeah. go ahead and do that.
1: Now that, now that I am, like, allowing things that were stage musicals at some point, uh, let us know what you want. West Side Story is a no, but beyond that.
0: <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, and see you at the podcast.